Today we're going to be thinking a little bit about pictures and what they mean and how we can use them and misuse them. And so we come to the second commandment, which I'm going to read for us today. So this, I'm going to read for us now. The second commandment says this. You shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations uh, uh, of those who love me and keep my commandments. (coughs) Now, this is something I want us to notice. Andy, not last week but the week before, spoke to us about the first commandment. Does anyone know what the first commandment is? What's commandment number one? Well, it's very, very close to that. It is have no... Oh, yes, sorry, Samantha. Yes, do not worship any other gods. So God says, I alone am to be the God I want you to worship. But what often happens is that people come down to the second commandment. It says, you shall not make for yourself an image of anything on the earth or anything that's below the earth. And they think this means the same thing. Don't worship any other gods and don't have any idols. But the first commandment is telling us only worship God. Does anyone know what God's name is? God's holy name? It begins with a Y. We've just sung it. Yahweh. He is Yahweh. So the first commandment says only worship Yahweh. The second commandment talks about how we worship Yahweh. And so you might think, well, how does that have anything to do with images? Well, let me tell you a story. Who here knows the story of the golden calf? Yes? Okay. What happened with the story of the golden calf? Moses was up on the mountain. He was receiving the law from God. And the people below, they were thinking, this is taking a long time. We need to do something. And so they take all their gold and they put it together and they build a little cow. And I have one here. A little cow. And they put that up on a, on a plinth. And now, is this a good story or is this a bad story? Bad story. But here's the thing that we often miss. It says that they thought that they were worshipping Yahweh through the bull. So if you read on, it says, When Aaron took the gold, he melted it down and he molded it in the shape of a calf. When the people saw it, they exclaimed, Oh, Israel, these are the gods who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Aaron saw how excited the people were, so he built an altar in front of the calf. Then he announced, tomorrow will be a festival to the Lord, which is a way of translating Yahweh. Tomorrow will be a festival to Yahweh. So they thought, we are worshipping Yahweh with the calf. Because they they thought this. Well, what what, what kind of things do we know about Yahweh? We know he's very strong. We know he's able we know that he's kind of able to pull things out behind him, that he's, he's pulled us out with his mighty arm. Well, what's mighty and what's powerful, what's strong? A cow. They are mighty. Look at the horns. I mean, look at the horns on this thing. Whoops. There we go. That looks mighty. And I think this is an adequate way of imaging God. But when Moses sees this, he is furious because this is, this is not what God wants. So, what we're going to do is we're going to look at three reasons why God cannot, should not be imaged, why God says this, 
and why images, why God says not to do it. So, so three things why God can't be, and three things why God says not to. These are three quite basic things. The, th- the three things I want everyone here to know about God. God is spirit. What does that mean? Can anyone here see God? No? Why can't we see God? Does anyone know? Logan? We can't see God because God is spirit. He is invisible. He is everywhere, all the time. So the Bible talks about God being spirit. He doesn't have a form. The second thing we should all know about God is that God is the creator of all things. So everything that exists was made by God. So that means that he is bigger than all of those things. And the third thing I want everyone to know about God is that God is more glorious than anything that he has made. Okay? So if we put it like this, um, Anna makes some very beautiful pictures. She does nice artwork. I think Anna is far more beautiful than any of the artwork that she's made. She's, She's more valuable. So, in the same way, God, as the one who stands behind creation, is more glorious than anything in creation. So I want us to bear all those three things about God. God is a spirit, which means that he is in invisible. We can't see him. God is the creator of all things. So how many things did God make? All things, that's right. And that God is more glorious than anything is made. His glory, his perfection is better than anything he's made. We all know those three things, do we? Okay, let's do a little test. What's the first one? God is spirit. What's the second one? Creator of all things. And lastly? More glorious than anything he's made. Absolutely, you're all listening very, very well. Okay. So, what does this have to do with the second commandment? Oh, too quick, too quick. Well, the first thing about a picture, the first reason why God doesn't want us to do pictures is that pictures, they are a lot like reality, but they're also very much not like reality. So let me talk about this. We saw a very good photo of Andy earlier, but let's say I took a photo of Andy. Okay, I have a photo on my phone. It's very accurate. And I say, is this what Andy looks like? And everyone would say, yes. So it's very much like what's real. But then I say, so you're telling me that Andy is flat? You would all say? <laughs> Andy does not exist in two dimensions. So this may be a newsflash. Andy, Andy is three-dimensional. So in one sense, that photo is very much not like what's real. But what about this? Let's say the photo was taken in his office. I say, is this an accurate photo? And I say, So is Andy always in his office? Because it never changes in the photo. And you say, well, no, he's not always in the office. So the picture is not like reality. Oh, is Andy always silent? Well, no. (laughs) May it never be, as Paul would say. Um, So in one sense, we can say pictures are very much like what's real. But in another way, we say pictures are very much not like what's real. But the thing is, with a photo of Andy... We know enough about Andy to work out those things. But when we think about the fact that God is spirit, that God is the creator of all things, that God is more glorious than anything he's made, the thing is the gap between Andy in a photo and Andy in real life is like this big. The gap between what we could do about God 
and how God really is is so big that how it's not like real life is much bigger. So you could say, well, he is strong. He is powerful. So this is adequate. And you think, yes, but in millions and millions of other ways, this is nothing like what God is. Yeah? So the first thing is, pictures are a bit like what's real and also very much not like what's real. The second thing is that what you do with a picture, you see, I said something to you earlier. I said, draw a picture of a bloody, bloody blah. And you did your drawings. Yeah, and we saw some wonderful photos from the kids. What you're doing is you're taking part of a description and you're trying to picture it with a picture. So again, if we come back to the calf, they're taking part of a description of God. He's powerful, he's big, he can be a bit scary if you get in the way, and they're they're coming up with this, okay, well, this is kind of there. And as we say, God is a spirit, he's invisible. So those descriptions fall short more than they match. And now the funny thing is, I had an idea about this. I don't even think this would really work with things that we can draw pictures of. So I said to you, draw a microphone. And you know, well, I know what a microphone is because I've seen one of those. But imagine if I said instead, draw a stick with a black thing at the end that has kind of a meshy look to it. You might draw something, but it's probably not going to look like a microphone. And so I thought I'd have a bit of fun with this. See, I've got on my laptop something called Photoshop, and it has this thing on it called AI, Generative Fill. Right, let me tell you what AI is if you don't know. AI, Jono talked about it last week, is when a computer starts to learn things and think things and you can tell it to do things. Now, it's in the early stages, so it doesn't think and do things very well yet, which makes it quite funny. So I think people are going to enjoy this. We're going to have a bit of a quiz. Right, so I told Photoshop, draw for me an insect with two colorful wings and a thin body in between. What am I describing? Butterfly. Everyone here knows what a butterfly looks like? Okay. Is this a good butterfly? No? Okay. Let's, let's try another one. A hard-shelled crustacean with a long body and two big pincers that lives in rivers and streams. This one is a, is a bit unfair. I, it was inspired by the fact that Anna had just found one in the ford with jelly. Does anyone know what this is? Crayfish. Does everyone know what a crayfish looks like? Now, now I will say, you know what a crayfish looks like? You can come and tell us if this is good. I actually do think this one's not bad. It's pretty good. Okay. A squishy sea creature with eight legs. Octopus? Okay, is this a good octopus? I think that little blob on the far left is supposed to be the eighth leg. But, uh, yeah, it's not good, is it? Okay. A big, sleek, grey sea creature with razor-sharp teeth. Shark. Okay. There you go. It's okay. It's okay. Now, I think we're coming to my favourite one now. (laughs) An animal with four legs, a strong body, and black and white stripes. Yeah, zebra, everyone happy with that? Is this a good zebra? (laughs) Kids, you know what a zebra looks like, don't you? Is is this what a zebra looks like? No, okay, I've got got two more. These aren't animals. These ones are just me being funny. So I asked Jelly to describe me and Anna, and I'd feed this into Photoshop. 
So I said, could you describe mummy for us? And she said, she has brown hair, a peach body, brave, clever, beautiful, and lovely. An adequate description of Anna. Okay. 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 So we thought, okay, well, can you describe daddy? She said, brown hair and a hat, ginger beard and a moustache, peach skin, funny, clever, silly, and lovely. Thank you, Jelly. Should we see the picture? So the point there is that even when we can get a description of things, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a good image of what the thing is that we're trying to represent. Really, the only way that you know how to draw a microphone is because you know what a microphone looks like. The only way you know how to draw Andy LaRue is because you know what Andy looks like. If I start describing Andy's characteristics or mine or Anna's or anyone's characteristics, then actually you're going to come up with something that doesn't match what it actually is. And so images are very dangerous in that we can think that what we're doing is, is very careful. So have you ever seen people draw God before as like a big old man in the sky with a big white beard? The person who did that for the first time might have thought, well, we know that God isn't really a big old man in the sky with a beard. And so I'll just do it because people will work it out. But the thing is, you can't guarantee that people are going to work that out. And so you have a lot of people who, who don't believe in, and they say, I don't believe in God because God is. And then you hear them describe God, and you think, well, that's not how God is. You have got a, a wrong understanding of God because you saw him pictured somewhere. But God is spirit. He cannot be pictured. God is the creator of all things. He's behind everything. And God is more glorious than anything that he's made. Okay, which brings us to the last reason why God doesn't want us to do it. Pictures can be shaped by the person who makes them. So I have a special guest I'm going to invite up now. Is there a microphone here? Come here, die. Thank you. Okay. Now. Now, what's your name? That's right, Evangeline. Now, you've done a really lovely picture here, which I think we have on the screen. Let me pop it on the screen as well in case anyone can't see it. Okay, here you go. You show everyone your picture? Okay. Now, can you tell us, what's your picture a picture of? Uh. Yeah, and who's it got in it? Daddy. Oh, Daddy? Jessie. Jessie. Mummy. Jelly. Yeah, okay. Now, I love this picture. I came home from work and you told me you'd done this. Now, why did you tell Daddy that you drew Daddy in red? Because he's handsome. Daddy's in red because he's handsome. That's lovely. Thank you, Jelly. Do you want to go and sit down with Granny? Okay, lovely. Now, as much as I appreciate it, I also understand that it's completely untrue. <laughs> but the thing is, Jelly wanted me to be handsome. And so she has shaped the photo in the way so that Daddy could be what she would like Daddy to be. Red, therefore, handsome. <laughs> now, it's funny doing it with other things, but the thing is with God is God is who he is. 
and he wants us to know him for who he is. It's very easy to build a picture of God that we would like him to be. So some people might like to say, well, for me, God is just love, and he just wants to do what I want to do. And so I'm going to draw him like this. I'm going to picture him in my mind like this. But for some people, they think, no, 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 no. God is the boss of your life, and he says what goes, and there is no love, there is no grace, there is no compassion. And so they might like drawing God as uh, a judge or as a mighty warrior or something. And the problem is, well, that's not what God is either. And so you might take bits which are true and emphasize those, make those bits big, and leave out other things which are also true. So the problem with making a picture is that you can decide who's going to be in it. You can decide how they're going to be presented. So the, the danger with drawing your, your picture of God or having a picture of God in your mind is that the God that you picture is the God that you have made. Now in the beginning of the Bible, it says that God makes people in his image. He did not ask us to return the favor. We aren't to make God in our image. So there are three reasons why God doesn't want us to make pictures of him. And you think, why have we been spending all this time talking about drawing pictures of God? I don't tend to draw pictures of God. Well, I'd say, okay, well, fair enough. But the thing is, we also make pictures of God in our mind. We also think, well, I think of God as this. And the problem with that is, is God doesn't want us to do that. God says, if you want to worship me, and he does want us to worship him, worship me for who I am. One of the most profound ways that the Bible talks about this, after Jesus comes, it says, he is the image of the invisible God. Meaning, if you want to see God, look at Jesus. Look at the kind of person he is. Look at what the things he does is. That's how you know who God is. So we don't need pictures. We don't need to visualize God. We need his word. We need to come to the Bible. We need to understand who God is. Now, the reason why, why have we spent all this time talking about it? Why does God take up a tenth of these big commandments that he wants his people to understand? Why does he take up a tenth with one of the longest commands to say, don't draw pictures of me? This is about worship. Now, the question is, do pictures help us worship or do they limit our worship? Do they stop us from worshiping as much as we should? Now, you might think, well, they help our worship. Because it gives me something to look at. I can say, ah, this is God. Ah, look at how amazing he is. Ah, look at his strong horns. Look at his powerful might. I can worship him for those things. So we might say, well, images help us worship. But actually, I think images limit our worship because they bring God down to a level that we can understand. They bring God down to a point where we, we can say, I can wrap my head around that. But part of worshipping the God who is, is that we say, God, I will never understand you. I am never going to be able to wrap my head around you. I can wrap my head around physics. I can wrap my head around maths. I can wrap my head around the beauty of nature. But God is more glorious than anything that he's made. And so we are never going to wrap our heads around him. That's part of who he is. So God is spirit, which means that we cannot make a picture of him that's accurate. God is the creator of all things, so everything that God has made exists for something other than to make us know, oh, that's what God looks like. God made cows. He isn't a cow. God says, don't make an image of anything that's in the heavens above, on the earth, 
or the waters beneath the earth. In other words, there's nothing in creation that sums up who God is. And then thirdly, God is more glorious than anything that he's made. He doesn't want us to think of him as like, like a bull, but much, much stronger. Like a nice teacher at school, but much, much nicer. Like something else, but much, much something else. Uh, God is who he is. So, we're going to finish there, and we're going to sing some more. But I think the important point for us to take away with is not, don't make pictures. That is something that I've talked about a lot. But that's not the most important thing. The most important thing is not don't make pictures of God. The most important thing is God is bigger than we could ever understand. God is greater than something that we could ever know or see or hear or feel or touch. God is bigger than anything our minds can come up with. So when we worship him, let's not only worship him how he wants us to worship him, but let's worship him for who he is. He is very, 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 very good. Should we sing?